Do you remember the first time you truly felt alive? I can tell you exactly when and where I was when I felt that. It was 1995. I was 16 in grade 11 in high school, and after having lived a very sheltered life, and if you want details about my upbringing and my parents' divorce, be sure to check out the documentary Everybody is Doing Drugs, which includes a lot of juicy details, but anyway. And me and a few friends were given the go-ahead to take the GO train to Toronto to watch Green Day play at Varsity Arena. Green Day at the time was touring their Dookie album, and I loved that album. It was late November, and as Toronto is in November, cold, but we were too young, too stupid, and too cool to wear jackets, so we stood outside, in line, freezing our butts off until they let us in. Varsity Arena was a relatively small venue, but we had seats in the top row where we hung out for the opening band, whose name I don't recall. But when Green Day came on, the place lost its fucking mind, and a bunch of people in the bleachers charged down to the floor to join the mosh pit. I remember that moment. I looked at Owen, who looked at Matt, who looked at Andy, who looked at me, and we all made a beeline for the floor, jumped the fence, and scattered into the mosh pit to avoid the overwhelmed and outnumbered security guards. Once I realized that I no longer had to fear a security guard coming and slapping a full Nelson on me and carrying me out of the building, the rush evolved into a feeling of simultaneous ecstasy of the thrill of breaking rules and teenage rebellion and terror, given that I had to be no more than five foot four and a hundred pounds in a mosh pit filled with people slam dancing and body surfing. But despite my slight nature, I figured out how to fit right in and a basket case I became. The reason I share this story with you is because as we are waiting for some of the first interviews in this podcast to be published, I thought it would be good to introduce some ideas around one way of looking at how we evolve. A particularly interesting and useful framework that I've come across is one called The Faces of the Soul by Lazarus. If you're curious, Lazarus is a non-physical entity channeled through a gentleman by the name of Jack. If you have trouble swallowing any conversations about channels and non-physical entities, I hear you. I've struggled with it myself quite a bit. But the more I've learned and the more I've read about what Lazarus shares, the more I've come to realize that I don't really care whether it's woo-woo or not. There is something to it. The faces of the soul are, according to Lazarus, seven stages that every single person on the planet goes through. It's part of the experience of being human. The experience I described earlier with Green Day is what Lazarus would call the third stage, or the eternal youth. He says, in this time of the eternal youth, in this time of fire, you reach that point of invincibility. There comes a moment of truth, often a moment of ecstasy, when you know, I am invincible. It might be for some so riddled with shame and pain for only one afternoon or just an hour early one morning before your whole family begins their dysfunction once again. But there was that one time when you felt so alive, you felt so on top of the world, you felt so powerful. It is often a time when you felt the reverie. It is often a time when you are proud of who you are, despite everything that has happened, despite the nightmares you have lived through. Despite the pain that you have known, all of a sudden, you are you. As this podcast continues to develop, I'm sure I'll be revisiting some of the ideas discussed in the faces of the soul, so I thought I'd introduce it to you now, you know, while we wait for the more fun stuff to happen. 
In the meantime, do you remember the first time you felt truly alive or experienced the eternal youth? If so, I'd love to hear about it. Send me an email, ronan.levy at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for listening.